Even after your children have grown up and left the nest, what's happening in their lives can continue to have an impact on your marriage. Here's Dennis Rainey. A crisis with an adult child, it can threaten the marriage of the parents. Because the parents can begin to turn against one another as they process grief and they're not off the same page and one wants to rescue and the other wants to let them hit the wall. And I mean, the combinations are endless here. But uh, what has to happen is I think a, a couple has to go to their knees before God and then ask in faith for wisdom. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. It still requires a lot of wisdom on the part of a parent to know how to relate to a child when he or she is all grown up. We'll talk more about that today. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. You know the story from the Bible, the Good Samaritan, right? Right. Guy's off in a ditch. He's been beaten by robbers who have taken his money, left him for dead. The people pass by and ignore him until a Samaritan comes by, and the Samaritan stops and helps him out. Um, And I I mention that because we've been talking this week about relating as parents to our adult children— and you and your wife, Barbara, who joins us again today. Barbara, welcome to Family Life Today. Thank you, Bob. You guys have told us that what we need to do as our children reach adulthood is to get to a point where they're emancipated, where they're no longer under our authority. But there may be times when we pass by and they're in the ditch. Mm-hmm. And then do we ignore them when we find them in that situation? And that's the subject we want to explore uh, today, what happens when your adult child finds himself or herself in trouble, in a crisis? When do you step back in or when do you pull away and say, you know what, you're grown up, you're going to have to work your way out of this one yourself? That's a, that's a tough issue for parents. It is, Bob. And, and I think on this one, instead of beginning with what your adult child needs, I'm going to pull back in the midst of a crisis and I'm going to talk to parents about what the parents need as they relate to their adult children in crisis, all right? First of all, I think we need, as we relate to our children, a healthy perspective of God's grace, His mercy, and His forgiveness. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says that we are to forgive one another just as God in Christ has forgiven us. The problem is, as parents, when our children fail as adults and they go through an abusive marriage or get involved in a relationship that's shameful or an addiction or maybe go off the deep end and become a full-blown prodigal, Mm -hmm. publicly dishonoring us. Well, a part of our fiber as parents is we want to grow old being honored by our children and fulfilling the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment commands children, honor your mother and father, that it may be well with you, that you may live a long life in the land which God gives you. Well, it's a command to the children to honor their parents, but it's also a need of the parents to be honored in their later years by their children. And when our children go through a crisis, whether it's self-inflicted or whether they are a victim uh, of some other person, there is a sense in which their shame becomes 
our shame. Mm -hmm. And if we as parents do not have a healthy perspective of grace, that we're all sinners, that all have failed, and that we all are in need of uh, Jesus Christ have a right standing with God, then they're going to find it very difficult to relate to their adult children. Right. Barbara, you've you've heard of uh, those young ladies in particular who in the first few years of marriage have marital issues come up and they run back home mm-hmm. to mom and dad and say, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that, and they're crying and all of that. I've heard Every response from parents, from taking them back in and comforting them to uh, leaving the door locked and saying, you go home and work this out on your own. And you never are sure which is the right decision because you don't know all the circumstances that are going on back home. How does an adult parent make a decision at a moment like that? Well, I think you have to have a basic framework to operate from, and that is that you are assuming some things about the health of the marriage. Basically, what what our approach would be is their first responsibility is to their spouse. And so when our daughters have talked to me about issues, I'm always pointing them back to their husband. And I even wrote one of my letters. We, we talked on another broadcast about some letters that I've written. And one of those, one of the letters that I wrote was about being careful about how much you say about what's really going on in your marriage because it, it is private. It's between you and your husband, and you have to be so wise and cautious about what you say and to whom you say it because you're going to color someone else's thinking about your spouse. And so it's so important that you coach your kids, your married kids, on what to say and what not to say and that you're careful about. It's just it's just sacred ground. You have to be careful about where you tread and and coach them on how much to say and not to say. Mm-hmm. And find some mentors that you can say these uh, things to and perhaps get some encouragement, mm-hmm. some help, mm-hmm. some training, some godly counsel. Psalm 1 talks about, blessed is he, he walks in the counsel of the mm-hmm. godly. And for each of our adult children, whether they be single or married for that matter, you want them to have people in their lives who are supplying them with the right type of advice Because there's a lot of people today who would advise a young married who has run into trouble in their marriage, well, just get a divorce. Mm -hmm. You can toss in the towel. You don't have to put up with that. Well, that's not the kind of advice we want our children to have. Um, We've encouraged all of our children to find mentors who are godly and who will give them godly advice so so that their only source of encouragement and someone to go to is us. We don't want to be the only people that they go to. We don't want to be the only ones who hear what's going on and that they call when they've, when they've got something going on. We want them to have other people to build into their lives besides us. We've talked already this week about how you may see your children headed into uh, a decision that you think, boy, that's a mistake, but you bite your tongue as a mm-hmm. parent. You let them make some of those mistakes. Yet some of those mistakes you may see them headed into may be really big, life-altering kinds of mistakes. They haven't come to you for advice, but you're concerned that they're headed in a bad direction. When do you step in? What kind of a decision does it need to be before you would say, they haven't asked, but i got to say something? Well, to begin with, Bob, so much of my answer would depend upon the child my relationship with the child, the type of 
influence I've had with the child, the type of influence the child has given me in his or her life as an adult. If the child's pushing me out and has made a number of decisions and now is about to hit the wall for the 10th time, Mm -hmm. maybe the best thing is for them to hit the wall the 10th time. Mm -hmm. I think one of the more difficult things in being the parents of adult children is sitting back and watching your children make choices where you might know that it is foolish or that it is going to cost them or that they really have gotten bad advice, but they've got to They've got to experience that. Just yesterday, I received an email uh, from a friend that told the story of uh, really a decade-long battle with uh, a mother and a father and their their daughter. And um, they didn't get along. If they took one position, the daughter took another. And it didn't last just through the teenage years. It moved on into the adult years. And there was alcohol. There was drugs. There was sleeping around with multiple uh, partners. And some of this was in front of them. Some of it was behind their back. But um, for this particular dad, it was really interesting. This dad decided on a trip to go see his daughter that he would apologize that he would, he would humble himself before his daughter and share with her that he was sorry for getting angry with her, even though her behavior was wrong, and to ask her forgiveness. The story is a God story, is a God-sized story, because this man did that. His daughter did forgive him, didn't show a lot of emotion. Their visit with her was rather short on that trip, but they said goodbye. And some six weeks later, the the mother and the father are alone in their home. And um, they're just sitting there and the, the dad is doing some email and all of a sudden an email comes up from his daughter. It's a two-word email. It simply says, I believe. His daughter, through some very interesting circumstances that only God could have orchestrated, had finally begun to deal with her pride. And actually, her father dealing with his pride and his arrogance as he had been angry with her ended up being the the beginning point, the genesis of her beginning to deal with her pride. She came to faith in Christ, and three days after receiving the uh, the email— the father finally was able to talk to her, and she said, Daddy, would you baptize me? She'd come to faith in Christ. She had turned from her way of life and had left a bunch of bad habits and had turned to Christ. But it took her father first humbling himself before her, before she could hear the voice of God. I think for a parent who is watching their adult child go through a crisis. And I'm not talking about a brief crisis. I'm talking about month after month that turns into year after year. It's very easy to become embittered. It's very easy to get angry. And where we're just reflecting those emotions to that child and reflecting rejection and what that child does need 
is that child does need a combination of love and truth held in proper tension. They need to know the truth about themselves and about life, but they also need to know that their parents are there for them, that their parents still love them. You know, I remember talking to parents who had an adult child who was married. She was married to a husband who had begun to abuse alcohol and drugs. Uh, Their marriage relationship was rocked by that kind of repeated behavior. And in fact, there were points at which she felt physically threatened by her husband. And the parents, on the one hand, wanted not to step in and become a rescuer, and yet they were concerned for the physical safety for their daughter. If you were talking to parents in a similar situation, would you coach them to engage at that point to provide physical protection? Or should they say to a daughter, you know what, you need to call the police, get your local church involved, but we're not going to be the party that comes in to protect you? Well, I think I would counsel her to get her church involved and to get others involved. And I would pray for her, and I would support her and love her and provide what we could. But I think for the health of her marriage, she doesn't need mommy and daddy coming to rescue because it would be so easy for that husband to feel like he was being ganged up on by the family. And it it just would preserve their ability to have a healthy relationship with him if he didn't feel like they were um, on his wife's team against him. So I think there would be some real wisdom in her getting advice from her church and her pastor and even calling the police if necessary so that there's an objective third party that's intervening and it's not putting a wedge in the family. Romans chapter 13 talks about how God's placed authority in our lives to allow us to live peaceably with one another. And and, uh, I wouldn't hesitate to tell my daughter to call the police. I also would not hesitate to encourage her to have a game plan if her husband became violent in the future. Know who to call, know what shelter to go to, to know what the steps were going to be in order to bring reconciliation to that marriage. I I think as parents, what we have to be careful of doing is we have to be careful Mm -hmm. of rushing in and, and rescuing our children. I agree. Inappropriately. Now, you, you can't have a one-size-fits-all right. in a situation like, mm-hmm. like this because there are life-and-death situations that occur daily across America. They're on our news nightly. Mm-hmm. But I do think parents need to encourage their daughters and their sons to be responsible for their own actions. And if they do need help in a life-threatening situation, to have... Um, Maybe a couple of people they can call outside of you as parents, but then to be able to call you as well. Mm -hmm. You you don't always know what God's up to in the lives of our children. And I think, Bob, sometimes, now I can't say this 100% of the time, but sometimes I think we as parents get in the way of what God wants to teach our children Mm -hmm. by rushing in too quickly to mask the pain rescue them away from hurt, difficulty, and, um, boy, those are tough calls. And I think because we love our children so much and we want to protect them and help them, 
it keeps us from being able to be objective. And that's why I think parents can help connect our kids to those who can provide help, and we can be a part of the process in that way, connecting them with a counselor or a mentor or uh, those kinds of other people who can provide skilled, trained help that either we might not have or that they can provide it in a way that's objective because I think our emotions cloud it and we can't think straight and we need someone else besides just mom and dad who can come in and provide the right kind of skilled help. I want to go back to what the parents need again because in the midst of a crisis with an adult child, that crisis, depending upon the scope of that crisis, can redefine your world. It can consume your waking hours. And it's at those moments where a husband and a wife have to pull together and to provide some boundaries for one another. And it may be for a certain period of time that uh, a child calling his or her mom may be off limits. That may be a boundary you have to build around your wife simply because of the hard wiring of a mother. Mm -hmm. A mother may need to be protected by her husband from an adult child who is in a habitual crisis. I'm, I'm thinking as a daddy of a daughter, it can cut both ways too. I could see mm-hmm. where my my daughter could call me and you know play on my emotions and my soft side. And so you got to be careful. That's where wisdom as a couple can come to bear and know we got to stand together on this. You, you really do need to work together as a couple and talk about this because a crisis with an adult child Now, I know what I'm I'm about to say here is pretty controversial, but it can threaten the marriage of the parents because what can happen is the husband and the wife, the parents, can begin to turn against one another as they process grief, shame, dishonor, discouragement. Maybe they have different approaches to solving the problem with the adult child. And they're not off the same page, and one wants to rescue, and the other wants to let them hit the wall. And I mean, the combinations are endless here. But what has to happen here is a pair of parents, I believe, have to go to their knees before God. And I think they have to cry out to God, Lord God, you promised in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8, that when we encounter various trials, to count it all joy, and then come to you and ask in faith for wisdom. And then to wait for wisdom. Don't rush headlong into a solution. To wait for God to bring wisdom. And it may be for the adult parents, one of the most important things you can do is to gather around yourself a couple of Mm -hmm. other godly counselors to help you know what you should say and what you shouldn't say. To know how much of a solution you should be a part of and how to keep your distance. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you one other question difficult situation. The three of us were just with some friends who uh, in their 70s are raising their grandchildren. And it's because of bad choices that adult children have wound up making. And in this case, the older parents have had to kind of reach around their children to protect their grandchildren from mom and dad. That's a tough call for Mm -hmm. for a parent to make. Um, when is it right to do something like that, do you think? See, I think that, again, is an individual case. You have to know your child, and you have to know the circumstances and what the options are, and I can see why grandparents feel the need to do that. 
because you can't let those grandchildren flounder and suffer without cause. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I know that's happening more and more in our culture today. But um, grandparents sometimes may need to do that, and they need to seek wise counsel from others. Um, who can help give them perspective and decide if this really is the right choice for their family. Again, you you know, this is one of those situations where you can't, you just can't say adamantly one size fits Mm -hmm. all and this this is the solution for every every situation. I know of a couple whose daughter um, got pregnant out of of wedlock. Uh, She decided to keep the child, but the parents were very clear with her as she was carrying the the baby full term, that once she had the baby, she couldn't live at home permanently. Now, she could live there while she kind of got her her bearings straight, but that she would need to get a job. She'd need to move out. She'd need to get uh, her own insurance, her own car, and begin to provide for herself and that child. And truthfully, I look at those grandparents and I think, well, that's a courageous choice mm-hmm. because um, they're putting the responsibility back on their daughter. The grandparents are helping occasionally as that young single mom raises her, but they're not providing the total solution. They're not the total answer. And um, I think, once again, this is where God has to guide and lead each each set of grandparents. They have to go before him and say, Lord God, you've promised wisdom. If we ask in faith, and we come before you this day asking you for wisdom from on high, we do not know how to handle this. Would you guide us? Mm-hmm. And again, Bob, I, I do what you said in that situation as well. I would gather around some very, very godly counsel before I rushed in to decide to become a, a surrogate parent in that situation and, and uh, take over on behalf of uh, Uh, my daughter or my son. Right. There's wisdom in God's word. There's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. The Bible teaches us that. And that's what parents need in dealing with any of these situations. They need wisdom from on high, wisdom from beyond themselves, because these choices, as we try to make them, we don't have the wisdom ourselves. We need uh, the Holy Spirit to be our counselor as we face these kinds of decisions as parents. You know, there's just a couple more words of counsel I'd like to give um, uh, parents who have an adult child who's in a crisis. Watch your words. Be careful what you say. My way or the highway, those words can cut deep and they can hurt. They can hurt for a long time. Be careful how much of your anger you share with your adult child uh, of what you're feeling. There is a way we can be angry and not sin. And I think there's a way to express it to a child in the midst of this where perhaps it will take your anger for them to hear it. But, you know, there's where the gospel comes in, Bob. God is a God of redemption. Mm -hmm. And we should remember the story of the prodigal son and his father. The father never stopped looking for the son. And he prayed for him. And even though that, that young lad was down with the pigs and had squandered away his inheritance, the father's love fueled his soul to keep on looking out for him. And uh, it's the love of a parent. How can you say it? That's the assignment we have as we relate to our adult children, to represent his unconditional love. Um, But with tongue-in-cheek, I would say, not necessarily 
unconditional or unlimited finances. Yeah, part of our job is to help our children learn to trust God and his provision for their lives. And he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We don't. It's not good for them to always keep coming to you for some of your cattle. Uh, you need to be pointing them to God and, and his provision. In fact, we've we've talked many times, we've been amazed at children who have inherited a whole lot of money from their parents and it's ruined them. Mm-hmm. So we have to be wise as moms and dads in this whole process. And I, I think you have helped us this week think through some of the tough issues we face as we let our children go. Uh, I hope our listeners have had a chance to be with us for the whole series. If not, it is available on our website at familylifetoday.com. This is one of those series for you to download, which you can do free of charge. Uh, you can print out the transcripts, if you like, and read over uh, the transcripts. Maybe you get together with a, a small group and go through this material and just talk about how you handle this with your adult children. Go to familylifetoday.com if you want to stream these programs or download them. If you need our mobile app so that you can listen to these programs on your mobile device, we've got information on how you can get the Family Life app when you go to familylifetoday.com. And let me just say a word here about the folks who make all of these resources possible and who have helped us in recent years reach more and more people all around the world with practical biblical help and hope for marriages and families. It's those of you who partner with us as legacy partners, monthly donors to this ministry, or those of you who occasionally make a one-time donation in support of this ministry. You provide us with the fuel that makes this program go farther. You help us reach more and more people with God's design for marriage and family so that we can help provide practical biblical help and hope for marriages and families all around the world. And we're grateful for our legacy partners, for all of you who support this ministry. If you can make a donation today and help us expand the reach of this ministry, we'd love to send you as a thank you gift a set of resurrection eggs. This is a tool you can use before Easter with your children or grandchildren to help them learn and understand the Easter story. It's our thank you gift to you when you make a donation online at familylifetoday.com or when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY to support the ministry. Or you can mail your donation to us if you'd like at Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas. The zip code is 72223. Now, this is a a big week for us here at Family Life. We've got six weekend to remember marriage getaways happening this weekend. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Rochester, New York. And then there are three uh, getaways happening in the central part of the United States. In fact, we've got a road team that is going to be on hand this weekend at all three of these events. They are tonight in Cleveland, Ohio, tomorrow in Chicago, Illinois, and then Sunday they're going to be in Minneapolis. And uh, they are there to hear from listeners about their experience of a weekend to remember, and to give you, if you've never been, a glimpse at what one of these events looks like so that you can decide whether or not you'd like to come and join us for a weekend getaway. You can follow us on Facebook, and there'll be uh, Facebook Live updates being posted, videos being posted, all kinds of pictures with a lot of fun stuff going on this weekend. Again, go to familylifetoday.com if you need a link to the Family Life Facebook page. And just follow the fun this weekend. Three states, three events, 
one team on the road, capturing it all. Hope you're able to uh, follow along with us online. And I hope you and your family are able to worship together in your local church this Sunday. Hope you have a great weekend and then join us back on Monday. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you Monday for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.